Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, New York Rangers edition. We are joined this time by Mike Murphy of Blue Shirt Banter. He is the deputy managing editor over there. How are you doing, Mike? Doing well. A little bit cold, but uh, can't complain. It's Christmas (laughs) week now, all of a sudden. I don't know where that came from, but here we are. Yeah, right. Speaking of, I can't believe it's Christmas week, and this is the first time we're playing the Rangers all season. That feels weird to me. Yeah, that feels wrong. That doesn't feel right at all. Yeah, so since it's been, you know, a couple of months now that we're into the season, how have the Rangers been doing so far, generally? Well, there's a lot of words I could use here. (laughs) Um, It's been, at times, it's been a beautiful disaster, but mostly just a disaster, I would say. Um, I think, you know, I'm I'm someone who puts a lot of weight in not only watching games and uh, you know, trying to take away what I can just from the eye test. But I, I look a lot at the underlying numbers, and the Rangers are pretty much the worst team in the NHL in terms of generating scoring chances, in terms of the shot share, possession. Um, they're bad. I mean, they won today against an Anaheim Ducks team that had like eight guys out of the lineup, so we got that going for us. <laughs> but um, it's pretty much the goalies are great. And it's the Artemi Panarin show. That's kind of what the Rangers are. And more often than not, that's not enough to win hockey games, as you know, it should come as no surprise. Yeah, so about Panarin, I kind of thought it was interesting that the team made kind of a really big show about telling the fans and the media and everybody that they were going to go through a rebuild and that things are going to get a bit rough, but they were going to try to turn things around. And in my mind going out and signing a big name free agent usually isn't like the way that you start kind of a ground up rebuild. So do do you think that they've abandoned that plan or do they intend to build a team around Panarin or where do you think they're going with this? That's like, it's, it's fun. It's a fun question to to answer because what is it? The beginning of the season. um, Are you familiar with stranger things? Yes. Okay, I can never say his name right. It's Gaten Matarazzo, something like that. Um, He did like the the hype video for on MSG Madison Square Garden broadcasting. And his whole thing was don't call it a rebuild. We're going to call it a build. And that was like the whole flavor of Mm. what we were supposed to expect this season. And I think the idea there being that you know, the Rangers made a bunch of changes in the offseason. There's a new team president and John Davidson. And in addition to Truba, of course, there's the second overall pick in Capo Caco and the trade and then signing of Jacob Truba. You know, Truba mm-hmm. and Panarin together are 20 million in cap space for the next, you know, ice age or whatever, like <laughs> yeah, for yeah, the foreseeable right. future. So. <laughs> It's a good question. I don't think we can call it a rebuild yet, which is a shame because it's very clear that they should still be thinking that way. Um, I feel like this was a case of they had an opportunity to get a guy who's, you know, on the right side of 30 in Truba as we this team has desperately needed stability on the blue line. They mm-hmm. made the trade, um, you know, to get him and, you know, signing him clearly a little more than he's worth, really. And then... Panarin as a free agent, they made him the second highest played play, paid player in the NHL in terms of cap hit behind Connor McDavid, who's pretty good at hockey. A little and, bit. Well, pretty good. You know, he's a pretty okay. good, yeah. <laughs> um, and Panarin's been 
sensationally good. The problem is that, like, there's been just a disaster in terms of developing our prospects. <laughs> For instance, Leas Anderson, the seventh overall yeah. pick a couple years ago. Said I was going to ask about him. Yeah, yeah he, he wants to leave. Uh, he wants to go away. And I don't blame him because he was playing on a fourth <laughs> line with Michael Haley, who I'm sure you're very familiar with in the division. And uh, Brendan Smith, who we signed to be a second pair defenseman. But we've been playing him on the wing uh, on the fourth line for like four and a half million dollars all year. So that's fun. Wow. I actually didn't know you guys were playing a defenseman on wing. Oh yeah, that's, that's our that's our thing. You know, that's, we're big about that. We like the idea of uh, having seven D, but never using him as a D. In fact, in a game earlier this season, we had one of our kids, Lebar Hayek, uh, get hurt, who was the young Czech defenseman we got back in the trade that sent Ryan McDonough to Tampa. And the Rangers played with five D for the rest of the game, even though Brandon Smith was in the lineup uh, as a winger. That's just that's mm. how much confidence the coaching staff has in Brendan Smith is they won't <laughs> they refuse to play him at defense now. So yeah. Things are going All great right. in New York. Yeah. It's the holiday so season. Is, yeah, right. Fun for everybody. So another thing that I wanted to ask you about is your old pal, our friend Elaine Vigno. Um when the Flyers ended up signing him. We heard a lot from Rangers fans about how we how much we were going to hate him eventually, if not immediately. And that one of the biggest knocks against him was that he was terrible at handling and developing young players. Um, but it seems like since he's gone, the Rangers haven't really gotten any better at handling and developing young players. No, so I would agree. Was that, <laughs> yeah, was that really a Vino problem or was that an organizational problem? And we probably don't have to worry about that too much. Um, that's a great question. I think it's it's complicated because the Rangers, for example, have, you know, arguably the best goalie coach in the league right. in Benoit Allaire. So we're great at making goalies. Like that's, we're a goalie factory, which is a useful thing to be, but we have Henrik Lundqvist. So you know, no matter what models we roll out out of the factory, until Lundqvist goes away, we're not going to see anything else, really. Right, yeah. Um, but in regards to the prospect development, it's it's David Quinn. This is his second year as our head coach now. And, um, you know, we've seen, a, like, Adam Fox is a rookie this year who's doing great. Capo Caco has... I would say definitely struggled to adjust to the North American game, which is why really he's only scoring on the power play. He's not doing anything at even strength for the most part. Um, but he's also playing with not great players. And, uh, you know, the overall takeaway, I think, is that there's this, there was the whole thought of like, oh, you know, David Quinn's a college coach. He's going to be great at working with these kids and rubbing their shoulders on the bench and, you know, telling him he's proud of him, Tiger, and, you know, whatever the hell else he was supposed to do. But, yeah, it's been a disappointment. Like, uh, we had one prospect, Vitaly Kravstov, not make the team um, out of training camp, even though he was great in the preseason. Then he went to the KHL, and then his KHL team tried to trade him. And then the Rangers said, no, please come back. And so he came back. And we also know, of course, about the Elias Anderson situation. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think... Rangers fans with Vino in particular, I think there was a lot of issue about the matchups. You know, he would the, the way he would use players, the way he would put players in the doghouse. 
And Rangers fans were really quick to be like, he had great success in Vancouver with Luongo, and he looked good in New York because he had Lundqvist. Like, yeah. without a great goalie, there's nothing to, you know, hide the deficiencies of his strategy and the way he, you know, coaches a team. But, you know, Flyers seem to be doing okay. <laughs> so uh, maybe he just needed a change of scenery. Yeah, and hopefully we've also lucked into a great goalie. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out, but... So I'm excited for you guys. For years yeah, right? and years, I've been, I mean, you obviously wouldn't want Bobrovsky now, but no. uh, yeah. for years and years, it drove me nuts that Philly traded away Bob, and then he became what he became after all the years you've been searching for a goalie. I know, right? Imagine what could have happened if we had, like, the Vezina Bob for a couple of years. That would have been... Just a couple of years. Would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so obviously not a lot great going on in New York. Definitely no, some problems. Not a lot great. <laughs> um, but besides the obvious Artemi Panarin thing, um, tell me something good about the New York Rangers, something that could give the Flyers fits in this game. Well, it's not our defense. The defense no. is definitely <laughs> the, uh, like, the Rangers have three uh, right-handed D on the right side that are great, like Truba, Adam Fox, and Tony D'Angelo. We're all very good at the hockey thing. The problem is the left side is a bit of a disaster because uh, Mark Stahl is still around and Brady Shea still hasn't become what we wanted him to become. And then we have Ryan Lindgren, who's a rookie who's not great at the puck stuff. He's just a physical guy who works hard. Um, you know, like he's only ever going to be a third pair. But uh, I would say I would positive things like Philip Heedle is a young center who um you know he's 20 and he's he's been playing great he did get banged up in today's game so i'm not sure if you guys are going to see him tomorrow but uh mika zibanejad is like a bona fide first line center in the nhl now and we're really happy about that because we haven't had a lot of those in new york i mean you guys seem to have a bunch of them which is just not fair but we (laughs) we haven't you know we've thrown a lot of money at guys to have one of those so it's nice that we've you know, he wasn't really ours. We traded for him, and then he became mm-hmm. good. But he's, he feels like our own baby, so we're, we're very proud of him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's – the goaltending is the biggest thing. Like, the Rangers goalies, Lundqvist uh, played today, so you, there's a good chance you'll see Georgiev tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the goalies are so good at times that they can steal games. And if there's anything that gives Flyers fans, like, a fit, it'll be the goaltending. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm glad you brought him up, Georgiev, because just looking at the numbers, he's been quite good for you guys as a backup. Yeah, especially behind yeah. just a Swiss cheese of a defense that surrenders yeah, more right. shot attempts and shots <laughs> than any other team. Um, he's been outstanding. He got lit up a little bit against Toronto, but mm-hmm. uh, you know he has two shutouts this season, and you know he's a guy who because we. Like, our best prospect is actually Igor Shosturkin, who's a goalie who's been kicking butt and taking names in the AHL. And so the Rangers have kind of a logjam there. And there's a question mm. about whether or not they're going to trade Georgiev, uh, which might happen. But we don't see a lot of goalie trades in season. It'll probably be in the off season, But he's definitely helping his trade value, um, which is a fun thing to see. Yeah, I was. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. I was wondering if you kind of thought that maybe he would be now that 
Lundqvist is definitely getting up there, despite still being good, um, if he might be the guy. But you think it's going to be this AHL kid that would yeah. take over? Yeah, yeah. It's, because it's King Henrik Lundqvist, I think it's like Prince Igor Shosturk, and then like... <laughs> Georgiev is a count, I think. He's just, okay. he's still nobility and, like, you know, uh, royalty. Just not, he doesn't have the same pedigree, I guess. But I see. it is it is fun because it's like, you know, it's a game of musical chairs in terms of how many goals you can have on your roster. And the Rangers have three guys who deserve to be in the NHL, but, you know, Henrik Lundqvist isn't going to go anywhere. So here mm-hmm. we are. So another, just to get back to more general stuff about the Rangers, I did read that um, Chris Crater is possibly on the block. Do you think he's going to get traded? Yeah, he's the big one. It was good news, really, for the Rangers when Taylor Hall got traded because now Crider mm-hmm. is the, like, he's the most, uh, you know, he's the biggest ticket in terms of a guy who's on a expiring contract like he is. So he's a, he's a rental. Um, he's also, you know, a big physical guy. He just had a great game today. He's had kind of an up and down season, and he is—he's kind of at that stage of his career where he's not old, but he's a little too old to be a part of this rebuild or this build, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the Stranger Things kid said. <laughs> um, and the good news is like there's Kreider, and then there's like uh, Pajot from Ottawa, and there's like Tyler mm-hmm. Toffoli in the from the Kings, and like Kreider is the cream of the crop in terms of the available rental forwards um like there are other guys who are on ufa contracts but they're all on good teams like florida's not going to trade away anyone good like the capitals aren't going to trade away nicholas backstrom because he's an expiring contract so Kreider is the most likely guy to get moved and supposedly the rangers will get at least like a first round pick and a mid-level prospect for him um you know according to some which would be great because like i said the rebuild shouldn't be over and the thing is, it'll be as bad as things look now after the trade deadline. This team might be down a few more players, so it could get worse. So we're we're in for the long haul this season in New York. Anything you're looking forward to seeing from the Flyers in this game? Any players you like watching or anything like that? Well, yeah. Uh, like, I'm very, obviously, I'm excited about, you know, what Carter Hart is and can be. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I'm also, I'm not very popular among uh, Rangers folks because I've never had anything against the Flyers players. I just have a issue with the, uh, for many years, actually, you know what, over the past like 10, 15 years, I feel like Pittsburgh's just been a little more ridiculous in terms of dirty play than Philly has. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, Agreed. You know, <laughs> case number one being Matt Cook, who is by far my least favorite player of the last, you know, 25 years. But uh, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of, I love, I love Coots. Um, I can't help but love Drew. Um, and I'm really, really curious about what the hell's happened with Shane Gostaspear, I got to tell you. Um, yeah. Like healthy scratch and then he's back and he's scoring goals. I don't know what the hell's going on with Gostaspear, but uh, I hope he figures it out because he's a player that I definitely cheer for. Yeah, I actually, it's funny. I hear that whenever I ask that question this season, that's one of the main things that I get is, hey, what's going on with Ghost? And honestly, I wish I wish I knew. <laughs> we can't seem to figure it out either. Um, but it seems like a mental thing with him. I think he gets way up in his own head. 
Yeah. Because we there are some guys see, who do that, but they're their own worst enemy. Yeah, like you see flashes of the old ghost, so like you know that the talent is there. It's not that he was just like way overachieving before. I just think that he got into a bit of a hole and is having trouble climbing out of it. So he's going to have to figure that out because mental or physical, like you can't slump for a year and a half. It's not, it's not going to work out well for you. It's a long so slump. hopefully he figures it out. Yeah, it's a pretty I'm, long slump. I'm sure Rangers fans would lose their minds if I didn't say Kevin Hayes, of course, because he's, <laughs> you know, he's, we yeah. adore him when he was here because he just looks like he's stoned all the time. And he sure um, is. He definitely does. Uh, and he was really good at what he did. And then when we saw the Flyers sign him to what they signed him for, we were all like doing that nervous, excited laugh. We're like, oh, they don't know. They don't know. Um, <laughs> because he's good. Don't get me wrong. But he's just not like 7.1 million good. Um, and especially with a no move clause. But you know what? I still like Kevin Hayes. And, and I'm from New Jersey. So I always root for James Van Riemsdyk, because I grew up uh, the next town over from his hometown. Okay. It's funny how quickly Flyers fans have come around on Kevin Hayes, because everyone was just, I can't believe we paid him that much. This is a ridiculous contract. Unbelievable that this happened. And I think it was maybe two weeks into the season, and everyone was riding the Kevin Hayes train. Just because he's um, been an excellent penalty killer for us. Yeah, he's and very also, underrated away from the puck. He really is, like, good at yeah. Like, when he first came in the league, the thing that he did in New York that made us all excited was he was just a primary assist machine. Like, mm-hmm. he has really good passing skills. And he's one of those guys who's, you know, he's a big, goofy bird on the ice. Like, he looks <laughs> slow. He's 6'5", but, and he's not really physical. But, like, he just kind of gets around at his own pace, and it works. It's kind of like Thornton uh-huh. in a way. You know what I mean? Where it's like... I mean, he doesn't look fast, but he's going places. So, um, (laughs) but he was, he developed into a really good two-way center that was great on the penalty kill. So I'm not surprised that he's been good for you guys in the PK because that is something he really did figure out in New York uh, before they traded him. Um, It was actually really interestingly enough, like Vigneault in his last year started that and then uh, it kind of got carried over. So um, I'm not surprised. I mean... 20 points in 36 games is a wonderful for $7 million a year, but, you know. You know, you, you know, you got to overpay them, the free yeah. agents. There's just no way around it. Yeah, it just that, is what it is. Yeah, I get it. We have Jacob Truba for $8 million a year until uh, the end of time. So I Yeah, it. I was going to say until the, the sun consumes the earth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> until the, the, the eventual heat death of the universe is how long we have Jacob Truba. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. My last question for you is just to give me a shot in the dark prediction for the final score of this game for fun. Uh, 4-2 Flyers. 4-2 Flyers. I'll take it. And the worst part is it'll be good goaltending by the Rangers and it'll still be 4-2 Flyers. Oh, no. That's that's the way it is for us. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I don't want to feel bad about the Rangers being that bad, but stuff like that just kind of makes me feel bad. Because <laughs> I know I know how it is to just, like, not have any joy left in your life when it comes to your hockey team. It's yeah, like, it's, it's fun, because a couple of years ago, I found a way to divorce myself from being, like, a, a diehard fan and to just 
move into a career in sports journalism. So they're still my team. They'll always be my team, but I, I'm not, I don't go to bed like dead inside when they lose, which mm. is a wonderful thing because if that was the case, like I would need to go to therapy a lot more than I do now <laughs> um, based on what's happened this season. Uh, Cause it's been like, it's been a lot. <laughs> it's, and the work, yeah. like the record isn't terrible. And that, the, that's the other part of this is like, no, I mean, they're not they like really Detroit bad. or anything. Yeah, yeah, they're not Detroit. They're not New Jersey. And like, but it's like, it would actually be in their best interest. They're three games above 500. It would be better for them if they were worse in terms of winning and losing hockey games because they'd get another draft pick, like another lottery pick. But no, they just, that's what the Rangers are good at is just finding a way to disappoint everyone is really what they've been doing. So I don't think you can but, put that on a t-shirt, but that's what we've no. been up to. You, but we can all together collectively find a lot of joy in the Devils being this bad. I think. Oh, it's beautiful, especially it's after wonderful. their after their off season. Um, oh yeah, they won the off money. season. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely did, and they have an overrated PK Subban at nine million until mm. the death of the universe. And <laughs> yeah, they didn't get enough back for Taylor Hall, and they don't have they essentially just have like a bunch of scarecrows and that not actual goaltenders so yeah it's, it's pretty good creepy. it's it's it fun i do enjoy <clears throat> it all right well i think that's all i have for you well that was <laughs> thank fun. you very much yeah it was right thank you very much i'm sorry about my voice to you and everyone listening because i have a bit of a cold um but yeah we've got last game before christmas christmas eve eve 7 p.m puck drop which is going to be lovely um mike thank you again for hanging out with us if you want to check out mike's work and the work of everyone at blue shirt banter head on over there learn a little bit about the rangers ahead of this game mike i hope you have a wonderful christmas you as well Holiday. and hope you feel better all those thank good you. things <laughs> thank you so much everyone enjoy the game go flyers